0: Contact Kellers today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's It's just miserable. But contact Kellers today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter. And leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's, family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. I should say good evening or good afternoon. Uh, it's
1: six PM here, so I guess uh, yeah. (laughs) Good evening, (laughs) I guess it's been dark already for a couple hours. So
0: oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so I had the pleasure today of talking to Dean, uh, and Dean's uh, musically goes by the name Tidal Wave, and uh, Dean is in uh, Germany. So we're recording on a Sunday. It's uh twelve noon here on uh, January fifteenth. And uh, it's it's 6 p.m. where you are, and it's already been dark for a couple of hours, like you said. Exactly. Uh,
1: the The winter's a bit uh, they're a bit long and depressing, but uh, they're good for making music, actually.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, how long has it been dark for? Because, like, around here, it gets dark like well, now it's obviously lighter later, but um, like five, and that's pretty depressing.
1: Yeah, here it's about um, it's about 4:30, I want to say, but if it's a dark day, then it gets it gets much okay. darker, much earlier, basically.
0: So it's it's kind of similar. Yeah, yep. it's the winter months are uh, it, it's definitely that seasonal depression definitely kicks in for sure.
1: Yep. Yep. Basically here it's
0: been, I think
1: I don't know, it's been sunny maybe once in the last, I'm not exaggerating, I think once in the last two months. So it's like, it's like one big long day that just never ends. It's just gray all the time. It's, oh. it's just really strange.
0: It's actually very beautiful and sunny here today, which is uh, oh, nice. rare. Nice. Rare, for sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, well, thanks for reaching out, man. Um, you you know you, you reached out and said uh, you're a fan, and that you know you're uh, breaking Benjamin and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's always cool to be able to, you know, talk to people in different parts of the world uh, doing this. So, I appreciate you reaching out. Thanks for the uh, kind words, and uh, I'm excited to talk.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so tidal wave. Um tell me a little bit about I, I try to go into these things as blind as possible. I you know I I do a little bit of research, but like no one can tell me and the listeners uh about tidal wave better than you know the person who is tidal wave. So tell me a little bit about uh who tidal wave is. Oh god. Uh I didn't I didn't prepare my pitch,
1: actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, it's it's a hard one. Um, I think that, I think that's, it's a great question in so many ways because, um, I, I don't know, I guess in, in many ways I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Um, I think be, because I have so many influences and have and actually changed over the years, like Tidal Wave is something that started, I mean, it started in my head when I was 14 years old. <laughs> that was a long time ago. And uh, it wasn't until I was maybe... I mean, yeah, I tried to start like writing music a bit more seriously when I was in my twenties, um, but it's been just constantly evolving uh, in terms of sounds and what I'm trying to what I'm trying to be and what I'm trying to express um, as an artist, um, you know, and um, and also depending on what I'm into, what music I'm into. I mean, I think it kind of started off as something very grungy because that's kind of like what I grew up with, you know, like Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, all these kind of bands, you know, that that was really uh, my teenage phase. So I was trying to replicate that uh, very much. And then I got more into stuff like, um, yeah, more like alternative metal. So more like Breaking Benjamin and, and Chevelle and Death Tones and all those kind of bands. So I, 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 started to kind of like shape my sound a little bit more towards that and and currently it's a bit it's a bit complicated because i'm, I'm just listening to a lot of stuff and um i mean it's, it's crazy actually if i'm talking to her just just stop me no. uh, but nice. uh but it's like uh i don't know i was actually looking at what i'm listening to and i still listen to a lot of these bands of course like also alternative, alternative metal is really my number one uh genre that i listen to but actually um, yeah, I do listen to a lot of, a lot of pop, I love pop, I, I, I adore pop. Um, so I listen to a lot of that, uh, and probably a lot more than, than, than rock at the moment. Um, so it's, it's not turning into a pop project, but, um, but definitely I think I've, I've always had like, um, I think what I've always liked about music the most, I think is, uh, just, just melodies and, th- and things that you can uh, sing to basically. That's what's really, uh, always attracted me in music. Um, and, um, and so I, I guess I'm, I wouldn't say I'm trying to emulate that, but I'm just drawing a lot of influences from that at the moment, um, in terms of like, okay, how can I combine? So now, now, now the wave thing, how can I combine the, um, the energy of rock, you know, like the, the heavy riffs and, and the heavy drums, uh, something that you can just kind of a head bang to combine that with kind of like the, the sensibility of of pop if you like you know like um you know having i am I'm, I'm a sucker for a short song i do love a two minute 30 a two minute 45 song you know That's just where well, there's no extra bits you know just a just a the meat and potatoes are there you know and yeah. uh and you just put it on starts with a great riff gets you going get to the chorus as much as possible because I want to sing to the chorus, you know, and just take me through the song, you know, two minute 30 and I feel most of the time you can probably say most of the things you want to say in that kind of uh, time anyway. So Tidal Wave is very much that. Yeah, trying to combine the heaviness and the riffs of of rock and hard rock with kind of like the catchier, sweeter side of pop, I guess. that's At least that's what I'd like it to be.
0: Uh, Well, I think you definitely nailed it. I think you, all your songs, uh, you know, include everything you just mentioned. And, you know, melodies for me and, and music is obviously very important too, just because, like, you know, you could sing to it. And then you have songs like, um, you know, Fight Song, which, you know, really, you could really sing to and it kind of gets you really amped up. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, and, and all the bands you mentioned, I think we would be like really great friends if uh, we were to hang out. You know, you mentioned the Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Chevelle. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, everything you said, um, I think you're definitely capturing in your music, um, for sure. Uh, as far as the name Tidal Wave, and it's it's all caps. What's what's that about? <laughs> um, okay,
1: I, I think the the initial story is literally. I think, um, yeah, when I was fourteen. I saw that word. And I was like, "That's just a cool word. It would be a really good name for a band." Mm-hmm. Um, I know was just attracted to the. I was just attracted to the word, basically. There's nothing more than that. But, but then, you know, when it, when it came to actually choosing a name for a band or artist, or whatever, I think for me it kind of represented a few things. I, I did really want to try to. I think at the beginning, because I was trying to be a bit more metal, I was trying to write. Things are a little bit more crushing, uh, so to speak. So I really like I, I like this. I I really like this idea of being kind of like hit by a tidal wave of 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 heaviness, if you like. Um, because that that's what I really love in 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 uh, metal and alternative metal. You know those kind of heavy riffs. Uh, I love that. You know, like I mean, probably you've experienced that. You, you go to a concert of a really great band that you like, and it's like you're kind of like flooded with that kind of you know bass and drums and guitars. That's what I found really amazing in, in rock and metal. I was like, wow. So I kind of wanted a band uh, a band name that 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 represents that. And at the same time, because I like to describe my music as being you know, fairly emotional, um, tidal wave also kind of represented that idea of, of uh, a tidal wave of emotions, basically a mix of emotions, because of course I'm I'm using I'm using music to to release um, those emotions that I go through and, um, and eventually I think uh, music that always touch, touches me basically um, uh, is music that I find personally very emotional that makes me feel something um, if, if, I mean, if I don't feel anything then it's just not for me basically um, so I think I wanted the, the name to represent all those ideas basically.
0: yeah I think you know that's one of the most beautiful things about music is making uh, the ability to make people feel And um, Mm. I was just at a show uh, last week, and the artist, he's his name is Michael Gilbride, uh, but he goes by the name Telco, T E L C O. And um, he has like uh, one of his first live shows in our area. And um, he's more of a, I wouldn't say he's a musician, he's more of a songwriter, so to speak, but he got a band behind him, a very talented band called Modern Ties. And this show, like, I mean, when he was performing and he had, like, these, uh, like, just the, the musically and the harmonies they had, like, I felt like I was, like, completely embraced in this moment and this sound. It was, like, and I got goosebumps and I just, like, it was just a, a really an amazing feeling. And I love that about music. And I think you definitely capture that um, in your music as well. A lot of, of anthem-esque songs you have, uh and yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, you think, if you ever doubted yourself, I mean, you're, you're nailing it, I think.
1: Thanks, because uh, the doubting part is,
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess every musician that he speaks to on the show is is going through the same thing. I mean, you're constantly wondering, I don't know if I can curse or not on the show. Yeah, but, for sure. It's the internet. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just... It's just um, <laughs> Again, it's just, it's just music is such highs and such lows. I mean, you literally you write a piece of music, you say this is amazing. You listen to it twenty minutes later or a day later, so like, this is complete shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's just and and even when you release something, it's like um I don't know. It's it's really hard because like for example, I just released this this new song two days ago, and um and I was feeling pretty good about it, but it's like you know maybe like a, an hour before it's actually out, you think. Like, I don't know. I think I think they're not. They're not gonna. I think it's shit. Nobody's <laughs> gonna like it. Who's gonna listen to it? It's literally, literally. It's 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 crazy. Um, um. So yeah, it's um, it's it's a hard one because you 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 kind of. There's the whole idea that you should, of course, you, sh- you should do it for yourself and you should do it for the music itself. But, um, but of course, you know, just like everybody else, you you, you just put so much energy and soul and. Uh, emotion into writing all those uh, all those pieces of music, you know. You of course you want to you want to do well, and you want people to like it because yeah. you think, man, I've spent so much time writing this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, if if it bombs, then it's kind of devastating in a bit. Well, I th-
0: I think that's like this for any creator, right? I think they have these doubts and these highs and the the lows. I mean, even doing this, this is a, a purely a passion project for me um and there's times where i'm like does anyone even give a shit that i'm doing this like and then there's people who like reach out to me and they're like hey like i want to like talk to you and uh talk about music and all that kind of shit and i'm like all right yes this is okay this is going somewhere this is cool this is fun right and i absolutely. think that's just like from a creative aspect i mean everyone has you know their own their own worst enemies their own you know the biggest critic and it's tough man yeah
1: no, no absolutely i mean and and the thing is eventually i think What's really hard, I guess, it's eventually, it's, it's always the, the comparison game, right? Um, I mean, because of course you think, well, um, yeah, okay, I got this amount of streams or whatever it is. And you think, well, but that artist, he's, he's, he's done this, he's, he, or she's done this, or she's done that. And, uh, oh, I mean, why, why are they listening to their music? Not mine as much. Or, you know, like you could, it's a, it, it's a very hard, endless comparison game because especially since with social media, you have access to everything. Um, you know you you could you could kind of um, fall in the trap of thinking well what why what's why am i not doing as as good as this person and uh, it's really hard to kind of like just just think okay just just focusing on yourself and think okay i'm just trying to yeah be better than this whole like cliche thing of of just doing better than what i was doing before um but you know ultimately it's it's, it's really hard to 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 not compare yourself of course so um
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we have all these metrics at our fingertips. You know, we can see how many streams, we can see how many followers, but Mm -hmm. to go through what you're saying, like, it's like, it's also, you know, if you internalize that and and you, you know, analyze that and and get caught up in it, it could very much so just kind of like, you know, pull you down if you, if you, um, you know, don't harness it the right way. Right. Mm -hmm. I was checking out your Instagram. Like, I mean, your music and, and as powerful as it is, and is, you know, like I said, the, the anthems and uh, you have a song called 1992 that's, you know, performing very well and just really great songs. And I look at your your Instagram page and I'm thinking this guy should have like hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm like, where are they? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. <laughs> I'm not you talking say- shit. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's what are we like? Should we be judged by that? No, I don't think so. It's funny you should
1: say that. I was actually exactly thinking about this uh, in the last couple of days, actually, because I, it's it's one of my uh, greatest fears. And, and of course, you, you never know what's around the corner, but I was thinking about this whole, like, um, um, almost made it uh, thing. You know, it's like, um, because, you know, like, um, um, it's the same kind of thing. You know, you're like, oh, why don't you have more followers? Why don't you have more streams? Why don't you have... Or like what, or the thing that we get a lot very often after we perform, like, why are you guys not bigger? And it's like, hell, you tell me. Um, <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah, I'd love to be bigger. Um, yeah, we, we'd love to do so, all these things, but it's like, um, I, I was kind of wondering, you know, what needs to come together, uh, for that to happen. But there was, there was an interesting story as well. I remember, um, listening to, um, uh, the ex singer of Sick Puppies. And uh, I remember at the beginning they were kind of like I think they moved to, from Australia to LA and they were just trying to to grind it out on the LA scene. And I remember he was he was explaining that story of um, they would go, people would come to the show, they would meet those ANRs, uh, they would approach all these labels uh, labels, and and um, they were always asking them, so you know, can you sign us? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can we can, can we work with you? And those people were always telling them, "Yeah, it's not for us." And when they were, and when they would ask, "Okay, but what what do we need to do in order to uh, to make it?" Most people were telling them, hey, "We don't know." And uh, and eventually, what happened? It's funny. Eventually, they had a hit. They had a hit song, and basically, that's what they needed to do to just kind of like just just put their foot in the door. I mean, um, yeah. so that's the thing. I think maybe maybe that's the answer. You need, you need to go viral. You need to have a hit, or you need to maybe grind it out for long enough that eventually something kind of happens or yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. So if if you do have the answer, (laughs) let me know. If if I, if
0: Uh, I ever, if I ever find it, I'm, I'm chasing the same thing, right? It's, 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 it's different what I'm doing than what you're doing, but it's a a creative, something creative. And I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for it only takes one. Like it takes one person to hear, you know, your, your song. It takes one person to maybe see this and, and pass it on or share it or whatever it might be. It only takes one. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in that and <laughs> fingers crossed for both of us, right? But uh, have you met the, the Sick Puppies? I love that band. Is he is the lead singer, the former lead singer doing anything right now? Um, He was, I know he was doing his own music for a while and he hasn't really done anything
1: in the last couple of years. I'm not too sure why, but he, I think he had released the solo album. Really, uh, I have to
0: check that free, out. Because I, 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 I and when he left, I was like, "I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out." But they've got a new They're doing pretty well, I think, from what I see.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit of a shame that he's not with them anymore. But
0: yeah, but yeah, it it, it takes just one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. If you, uh, you know that uh, maybe you've seen that meme, um, I see quite often on on Instagram. Um, it's this guy with an axe. Um, trying to get to the diamond and he just kind of, he just kind of gives up just as he's about to find a diamond in the dirt. Yep. but It's exactly, it's exactly what you're saying. You know, maybe you just that, that, that one more song or one more episode of your podcast, of your podcast yeah. that somebody listens to. You, oh, okay. This is really good. Do you want to work together? Blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of, yeah. it can kind of really quickly snowball from there,
0: but yeah, you just one never more, know when that's going to happen. One more swing of that axe and he would have got there. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely it's a long game, right? And it's like such a different I mean, I'm not sure how old you are. Um I mean, I think you're probably around the same age as me, maybe a little younger, um, from based on the your your likes of music and, and artists. Um, but uh it's it's definitely different today than you know it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. It's it's and I think it's good and bad. And I think it's good because let's say, you know, you release new music and it's not received well. Like you had uh, alluded to before like what do i do what do i do well the joy now is like just write something new and put it out <laughs> yeah exactly
1: exactly you know and, and people i think that's the thing you're so self-aware when you're making something and you just completely forget that actually nobody cares <laughs> literally nobody cares so that people's attention span is so short um i know that if i release a bad song yeah maybe i'm gonna feel like crap about it if people don't like it but yeah, just release another one, and people will have forgotten about the previous one in an
0: instant. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about this new song. You released it, yeah. you said, uh, a couple of days ago, I said today's the 15th of January, yeah. so that would put us at, you released it on the 13th. I'm not sure when this will, this will air exactly, but uh, maybe a couple of weeks from now. But um, you released a new song called "Runaway," Away. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the first song in how long?
1: God, um... The first song I released for at least a good, um, I want to say eight months, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, I will, it's, I mean, it's been sitting on my hard drive for longer than that. Uh, (laughs) it's been, yeah, it's, it's been recorded for quite a while. I have a, I'm, I'm I'm a bit, I'm a bit bad with that, but, um, yeah, um, kind of didn't really do much for the last couple of years with the whole COVID thing. Um, Mm. to be honest, I think some people really use the opportunity to just you know, write and work even harder. Um for me that was kind of the opposite. It was like uh <laughs> taking a bit of a break from the whole music thing, which which was good and bad. There were some good things and bad things about it. Um but um but yeah it was kind of like you know approaching twenty twenty three and I looked at the date and I'm like, oh my god it's actually twenty twenty three and I still got this song and I haven't done anything with music for so long, and um I'm not one of those like first of January you know resolution kind of person not at right. all, but I just kind of thought okay you just you just need to get back on the saddle and just you need to go back to music now and really focus on that so that's actually it's not a resolution but it's one of my biggest goals for this year is actually okay get get working again
0: yeah. Um, yeah how many times have you uh, did you tweak that song mm-hmm. yeah I think a lot of artists, they if they record something or have it done for a long time, they kind of go back to it and they listen to it. They're like, Oh, I got to fix this. I got to fix that. Did you kind of do that with this song?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That happened quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's never fully finished. And then, even now, of course, I listen to it. I'm like, ah, oh. but I think generally the way that the way that it works for me is like, I, I will obsess about a song and eventually I will kind of like, I will get so sick of it myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done with this. I, just, I you just need to get it out, otherwise I I cannot move on to something else, and, and I yep. had to move on. Um, but yeah, I'd still change a few things about what I've done, but uh, it is what it is now.
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Exactly. <laughs> but talk about your writing process. I mean, um, what does that look like? I mean, do you like, conceptualize, uh, you know, in your head, or, or how does it kind of work out for you?
1: Oh god, uh yeah, that's a good one. Um yeah, I mean these days I think it's very much like um because I'm 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 listening to a lot of music and generally kind of like something will catch my attention. This is really interesting. And um then the way that it works really, it's actually then I'm thinking, okay, um I really like that idea. Uh how can I make my own version of it? Because I really like this idea. Um, and you, of course you, are trying not to copy something, but you're trying to think, okay, well, what, you know, what spin could I put on this? And, mm-hmm. um, and every time I'm, it's, it's kind of like, and that's what excites me about the songwriting process, because, uh, it's a, it's a tough one because I, I maybe not so much inspiration needs to kick, but it's more like, I need to be excited about something, you know, I need to be like, Oh, this is a nice little challenge, you know? And, um, and then, generally, I get really obsessed because I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I do this? You know, and that's what happens very, very often. Um, or I'm, I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to a particular riff, uh, which I think, wow, this, this is really great. I'd love to be able to, to go on stage and perform something that has that energy that would make people move that way or sing that way or whatever. So I think ultimately, for me, the it's always about the end goal, which is okay, performing the song on stage. Uh, and okay, what's, um, what emotions are people going to have when they listen to it or what reaction are they going to have? So yeah, eventually it's, it's always very much geared towards, you know, being on stage, performing a song and see how people react to it. Um, and so, yeah, that's very much what's the writing process. is that?
0: And I just remember <laughs> this now, you actually, uh, I think you listened to the Telco episode, and and you know he and I talked about, um, you know, writing music when you're happy or sad, and and you thought that was interesting, and you have a slightly different take on on that, and I think I'll, I'll set it up, and you know, when I was talking to Telco, huh. I, I was basically saying how like, I don't, I don't know if I I'd probably have to be in a, a bad headspace, or I'd I'd probably resort to writing better or, or you know better songs. When I have something sad or or angry to write to write about, as opposed to you know, when you're happy and things are are good. So, um, I'd love to hear your take on that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think, like,
1: I mean, ultimately, because I think because of the nature of rock, um, you know, my songs are they, they can be fairly dark, or you know, um, I, I'm I'm generally talking about maybe uncomfortable not all the time but slightly uncomfortable talks um but I think for me it's like you know you kind of want to be you've got this idea in your head um especially because I guess I grew up with the whole you know grunge movement and Kurt Cobain and all those people I I think as much as I love Kurt (laughs) and and all the Seattle bands and all those artists of course they've had the, the biggest influence on me but um I got the, re- I, I really got the wrong idea from them because that's the thing, like you you would look at a guy like, her, and you're like a 12, 13 year old and you think, cause he made everything look so easy and he looked like he didn't care about anything. And you thought, oh, okay, well, you know, anybody can just pick up a guitar and write songs and because he, yeah, he didn't seem to care. Like nothing seemed to really matter. But it's only when you, when you dig a little deeper and you, you learn who he was and what he was really like that, you know, he was pretty much obsessed with, you know, writing those great songs. Uh, and he studied those songs himself. And I mean, you know, eventually I think I might be completely wrong about this, but I think the guy did want to become <laughs> a rock star and maybe that kind of backfired. I don't know what's the truth about this whole thing, but you know, I mean, who doesn't want to be you know, you you start playing in your in your garage, or whatever. Who doesn't want to be, you know, on, on a huge stage with a thousand people in front of them? You know, that's I think everybody's dreams about that. Um, but um, but yeah, I kind of thought for a very long time that you know, uh, it was easy to write songs, and and y- what I was trying to say with the whole happy or sad is that, um, in an ideal world, you're this. You you romanticize this idea of, you know, the the depressed artist uh, who is maybe going through something really bad. And because of the nature of that, they come up with those incredible songs because they kind of channel their pain and their emotion into the music. And uh, and for sure, that works for some artists. Um, Doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem uh it, it really really doesn't um so i'm not gonna say that I, it's not that i need to be happy to be um, necessarily creative but if i'm depressed uh, if i'm doing badly mentally actually the last thing i want to do is music mm-hmm. I, I can I, can't, I cannot come close to it um so i'm the complete opposite <laughs> of of this kind of artist basically because because music is still something that's even though it brings me a lot of joy, I find the songwriting process pretty hard, you know, and um, and if you're writing some good stuff, I guess because maybe uh, I associate music a little bit with my self-worth, I guess, you know, you know you're, you're writing, you're doing well, you're, you're writing some good music, makes you feel good about yourself. But if I'm feeling crap and I try to write, and then what I'm writing is crap, then I feel even worse, and so it just it just it just really doesn't work for me i need to be kind of like mentally stable mentally healthy thinking okay let's work and because a lot of songwriting for me is personally very much grind uh there is inspiration there is excitement and all that kind of stuff but there is grind because i'm like you know some songs they do come in five minutes that happens sometimes most of them they don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so you really have to listen again and go, I do to change these things? And trying to find the solution is really, um, it's exciting, but it's also like kind of nerve wracking a little bit. And, um, because I, I don't write with other people. I do everything by myself as well. Um, you know, you cannot just say, okay, well, I, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to do with this thing. Just help me out or just sort it out for me. Just, just write the next part. You know, I cannot do that. Right. So, um, so I feel like, yeah, I need to be, in a good headspace, ready to work. Um, yeah, so writing when I'm sad or not doing well is personally for me tricky. I need to, not necessarily on a have, because I don't write happy music, but I need to be doing good, basically.
0: That makes sense. I didn't really think about it like that. So, yeah, you're right. You definitely have a different perspective on it. So, that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: So it works for me, at least. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess if you were sad and you were like, it's like it wouldn't be a, a good pro. I mean, I guess it, both sides could be true, right? But it, you know, each each person it works differently for each individual, for sure. So yeah, I mean, but when I if I, if
1: I am sad, I'm writing music. Yeah, it will end up being sad music, which right. I like to listen to. Of course, <laughs> I just—I I think I'm just not very good at writing sad music. That's the thing. Right. Uh, there's lots of great artists that write amazing sad tunes, which I love, but I'm not very good at it.
0: So, what did you write about? Hmm,
1: in terms of, um, in terms of what I have to say, in terms of uh, yeah, content. Films, yeah,
0: like I, I, don't, I don't want you to like you know go through and say oh this song is about this or this song is about that just mm-hmm. because i know that I, mean, I like to hear that those things but i know as an artist people like to kind of leave it open for interpretation but you know as far as you know things you're right about i mean are they? Is it relationships is it you know life is it, what, what's what's what are your songs about
1: i find most of the time yeah it very much um often has to do with with relationships um, not all the time, but often it has to do with that. Um, and also, I think, especially in the last few years, um, it, it, it does have a lot to do with kind of, uh, ultimately, you know, um, kind of like, you know, overcoming challenges, um, um, you know, personal growth. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's very much about, I don't want to say mental health in general, but just generally, um, kind of, yeah, it's stuff that I struggle with, um, that I kind of put into songs. I mean, this this new song "Runaway" is actually exactly about this. It's it's very much about, you know, trying to overcome challenges, trying to really look at yourself, trying to ask yourself certain questions and try not to give up. That's a big message I have in a lot of my songs. Uh, when it is literally often easier to run away. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the message behind the song, to be honest. Um, I mean, the song is, I, I was looking at the lyrics again. So I wrote them a really long time ago and I didn't look at them for quite a long time. But, but it's, uh, that's one thing that I've noticed in a lot of my songs. It's actually, I am literally talking to myself and asking myself questions. <laughs> Without necessarily having the answer, or having the answer but not necessarily being able to put it into practice myself. Right. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot of uh, unresolved, <laughs> unresolved stuff and uh, unanswered questions in my song I see very often. I mean, um, there isn't much. Difference in terms of lyrical content between 982 for example, and this new song "Runaway," uh, it's asking a lot of um, a lot of similar questions, actually. Um, so that's that's yeah, I've noticed that this is what I kind of like naturally like to 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 write about, and if it's not that, then yeah, it's often about relationships. And every once in a while, there'll be a song that's a little bit um, different, like a uh, and fight song, which. I have so many words if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, that was more like, yeah, just this just write something fun and themic. and, and um, that's I, I kind of like that because um, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not a huge lyric writer if I'm being honest. Like music is hard, but lyrics is even harder for me. Sure. so it's it's nice sometimes to just write a quick, song which doesn't have a lot of things to say and um uh, and yeah you just sing to it and that's about it <laughs> well,
0: that's the best man like you know I, I can't imagine like being on stage and like seeing and hearing people like sing your songs back to you so with that being said talk a little bit about um you know what some of your live shows look like i mean uh it's gotta be a pretty wild experience i've never had that uh You know, I've been on some stages in front of audiences, you know, whether it was introducing a band or whatever it may be. But, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to, you know, be on that stage, that that adrenaline and and the the crowd in front of you and, like I said, singing the songs back to you. And that's got to be wild. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I think ultimately if I could get rid of every other part of
1: being a a musician and just keep that part, (laughs) that's what I would like to keep, you know, like just... (laughs) Being on stage, I mean, it, it is, it's is—it's a very strange one because it's the most nerve-wracking thing in the world. Um, but at the same time, the adrenaline is incredible. Um, and I think ultimately, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like I write, at least the music that I want to write, needs to be on stage and it needs to be in front of a lot of people because um, the thing that I love to do the most is interact with the crowd and, um, and get the crowd to either, you know, uh, mostly sing. Uh, I love that, uh, getting the crowd to sing, uh, getting the crowd to, um, you know, jump or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really hard one because we have to, we have to provide so much energy because, you know, often, I mean, we're a small band. So often people don't know who we are. (laughs) Um, but there's nothing that I love more than, you know, when we, when, when we open for a bigger artist and you know you're in front of uh, i don't know a thousand two thousand people and it's like all right it's i don't want to say it's it's us versus the crowd but in some kind of ways it's like all right you know like you know we walk on stage and most people are like well who are those guys you know and you've you've got you've got something to prove right you've got to get on stage and say okay well we're here for a reason (laughs) you know so right here's the music and i'm gonna get you as involved as possible and um i think for me that's the thing i think Personally, I'm the kind of, yeah, I'm the kind of person that, uh, likes that as, uh, as a member of the audience. I like the artists to involve me in the show. Um, and, um, I've never, <clears throat> I've never really, I have, I mean, I, you know, like some, some artists that their songs are so good, they don't really need to speak or say anything. And that's, that's totally fine. Um, you know, we're talking about the, the really big ones. Um, but if that's not the case, if you don't have the biggest song in the world, you know, it's like the question is always, well, how are people going to remember who we are? Because you only get one shot, you know? Right. So and I, after those 30, 40 minutes, I want people to remember. It's like, wow, this is the band that made us do this. This is the band where this and this and this happened. Uh, you have to find a way for people to remember who you are. And, and I always thought that, you know, if people have a good time, they will will ultimately remember who you are and maybe they will come after the show at the merch stand to speak to you and all these kind of things and of course they see that we're super super approachable guys and and um and you know that's that's always eventually that's that's what you're looking for you know look, you're looking for the for the contact with people you want to speak to them and and, um and you want to make sure that they come to see you again in the future of of course so um so yeah, that's uh, that's that's very much what a tidal wave show um, is generally. That's what we try. That's what we try to do. Um, and uh, yeah, we I think we look we look very um, very. I don't want to say relaxed because we we're kind of jumping everywhere. But uh, but it's it's one, one thing that I always found so interesting about being on stage is that literally a few minutes before. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a state of panic, really. Uh, then you step on stage and it, it's, there's no going back. So, um, but, um, but from the moment we played that very first note, what I, something I always found so interesting. And I think maybe with more experience and more and longer set times, maybe it changes, but it's literally, it's gone in an instant. You start the first song and then you end the last song and you have no idea where the time went. And those 30, 40 minutes are just gone. Um, and yeah, next thing you know, you're just packing up your gear and, you know, um, yeah, it's it's very, very strange.
0: Talk about those bigger artists. Um, on your, on your uh, Spotify, it says that you have toured with artists like Three Days Grace, Skillet, Tremonti, and Hoobastink. Yeah. Yeah. Never
1: thought I'd be able to say that.
0: But. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> like, I, I mean, let's just, I mean. Geez, like that's, those aren't small small bands by any anyway, means. Like, what's uh, what was that that like?
1: Yeah, just just uh, yeah, just just weird, um, <laughs> <laughs> just weird. Because I think especially the way they happened, um, because um, that was kind of snowballed a little bit back in two thousand eighteen, I think. But the interesting thing is like two thousand seventeen. I kind of like I was with my old band, I was still tied away but with we different guys. And it just wasn't working at all. Uh between within the band. And I remember the last show that I played with those guys was I don't know, in front of 10, 15 people. And it was a terrible show. And and after that I was so emotionally drained from everything that I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like i'm gonna continue making music but i think i think i think i think i'm done for a little while with the whole band thing um i want to take a break and um next thing i know there was there was literally one year between that show in front of yeah i want to say 10 15 people maybe in 2017 and the next show one year later in 2018 was opening for skillet in front of 3,000 people um and there's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally, I like, I hadn't been on stage in between, and yeah, it was literally. You know, I just, there you go, step on stage and just play to all these people, uh, which was wild. Uh, but it was great. It was really great. But I think at the time, the problem is like, there, there was no time to realize what was happening. You know, it was like, oh, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> you know, we're just playing. Um, but that was great. That was that was really great because, um, um, of course, those kind of like opening slots. I mean, they're amazing, right? You, you, you play in front of a lot of people, so you can, you can literally do all these things that I like to do, you know, getting the crowd to sing and interact with the crowd and get so much energy back. Um, it's an amazing feeling. And, um, and I remember the, the, the greatest thing was that literally the stage that we opened, uh, for skillet on, I think same thing a year prior. I was watching the same venue. I was watching Breaking Benjamin in that venue. And I thought, man, I'd love to be on that. Just put me, seriously, I said to myself, I said, put me on the stage in front of this amount of people and I'll do something good. And a year later, it happened. And it was amazing. It was, yeah, it was weird, but amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, was that kind like of like a festival type of thing? Or I mean, how did it happen?
1: Um, they were, um, because, you know, we have all those festivals in the summer in Europe. Mm. And so all the, all the bands, they come to perform at the festivals and they they will always have like a few one off shows, uh, in between, in between festivals basically. And, um, we were already, uh, we had the confirmation that we were going to play and open for Tremonti, uh, they were doing a, a Germany tour. Um, and so we, we had the confirmation that that was going to happen. So that was already amazing as so, well, we we're playing for the guy behind Art of Rage and Freedom's
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I remember the time I saw that skillet was playing this one show, which was literally the day before we were supposed to start the Tremoni tour. And, um, and I saw that skillet doesn't have an opening band. They don't have a support band, and I remember I just I just randomly asked the the promoter say, "What's going on with that show? Is nobody opening for, for those guys?" I said, like, "Oh, well, I don't know. Let me check." And um, yeah, then he got back to us like, "Yeah, nobody's doing it. You guys want to get on?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was yeah, it was totally nerve wracking because I think we just got the news like I don't know, just a few days before. And we had to scrap something up as, as quickly as we could to try to make it to that stage. And, but it was, of course, it worked out in the end, which was amazing. I, it was super stressful at the time, but, um, it was literally one of the, And I've, I've realized with music, it, it's often very much like this, probably with everything. It's, uh, you know, being at the right place at the right time, yeah. uh, and being able to say yes to a specific opportunity is, is huge. It's huge. So we just, yeah, literally. Asked the right person at the right time, and we were available on that day at that time, and it worked out. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing.
0: There's a saying that sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and hey, you know, it's one of those things, too. It's like, you know, ask, ask, you know, what's the worst they could say? No? Yeah, of course.
1: You know, always. Uh, no, I've always thought that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. You mentioned before um, you like to be able to perform in front of audiences, kind of um, get a feel for, you know, maybe it's new songs or just songs you have and kind of see like how people vibe off those. I know you kind of took a break um, during the pandemic, but I mean, what was that hard for you? I mean, there's a lot of musicians that I talked to that they, they all took advantage of the time. Like, you know, whether it was time off to spend with their family, time off to write nobody, thankfully was really like affected uh, from a mental uh, health standpoint that I've heard anyways of not being able to perform in front of an audience. And that's a lot of, that's a big part of being a musician. It's, you know performing you know, hmm. you know seeing in the audience seeing you know testing songs and 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 just having that that interaction it's very important i, I imagine so like you know what was that that like for you i mean i mean did you just kind of take the break and said i'm i'm just going to pause <clears throat> and then see what happens i think um
1: yeah it's a it's a really hard one because um currently i mean you know, we haven't been on stage for quite a while i mean i mean basically concerts started again 2022 here like around may so it actually hasn't been that long right, <laughs> since yeah. since concerts started i know in the U- in the us it was slightly different i know that people depending on which state and everything people kept yeah. on playing and everything here in europe it was, just, it was just nothing happening and i remember i think the first shows yeah started again last year around may um and now everything is completely normal so yeah it hasn't been that long um for me it was <clears throat> it's a bit of a weird one because i think ultimately i do need that um that release you know being on stage and it, i mean it's such a release to be able to just you know sing loud play loud play in front of people like it's you know I, I mean i do a lot of sports and you get released through sports and all that kind of stuff but it's not quite the same i mean this is it's uh, on a physical and emotional level, being on stage just takes a lot out of you. And, uh, and well, you know, we know we're nowhere near those big bands that do this every night and are now pretty much always on tour the whole year. I cannot quite <laughs> imagine how they do it, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> they must be pretty used to it because it, it's it, it's actually exhausting. It's Sure. Delicious. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, you sweat so much, but also, like, emotionally, it's completely draining.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but um, so I, I I did miss that and I still miss it very, very much so. But at the same time, there was a part of me that was happy to have a break, if I'm being honest, because I was very much, uh, you know, I was very much burned out also because I think, um, and probably, I mean, you speak to a lot of musicians and artists and I mean, you're trying to do so much. And, you know, even with all the hours in the day, you cannot, you know, do everything that you're supposed to do. As, as an independent artist, you know, like if you don't have a team and people that do stuff for you, it's just, um, yeah, I was, I was personally struggling quite a bit with the whole, you know, writing the music, arranging the music, promoting the music, trying to find shows. I mean, it's just like, you know, for, yeah. for one, it's a lot. For one, and for one person, it's too much. It was too much. And, um, and it's always like, you know, you do something. And it's always, you know, literally, okay, what's next? And because it, you know, it's, um, and I, it's horrible because I do that with some of my, uh, musician friends as well. You know, they release a song and it doesn't matter if the song is good or bad. You kind of, like, all right. What, what, what's next? You know, what, what do you do next? What next for you guys? You know, and people ask me the same thing. I've just really, so, Okay. Well, what's next? <laughs> you know, like because, yeah, so new song, new album, uh, tool, concerts, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm just- just give me a fucking moment to breathe. I'll just release this thing. Like, yeah. um, but but like I said, it's a it's a bad habit. I do the same thing. Um, and uh, I remember at the time I had just released the song, which did pretty well. And I remember I was really pushing myself with the whole like getting at the shows, promoting the song. It's just it was just completely draining. So, in like I said, in many ways, it's like you know, like you didn't have. You didn't I didn't have that pressure anymore, which is which is pressure that I only create myself anyway. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I can just say, look, I don't want to do this and it's done. But in your head, you're like, okay, well, I need to I need to, to move forward, right? Um, and also then I like you don't have to have an excuse for not doing anything. So um that was the part of COVID that was nice, basically. I was like, all right, am just uh just gonna
0: stop with this a bit. Yeah, I think a lot of people did that. You know, they they just you know you're you're constantly hustling whether you if you have a a, a full time day job and and the music is secondary. Mm-hmm. You know yeah I say secondary loosely because oftentimes I mean you know, the day job is something that pays the bills. Where the the music is the passion. That's that's what they're obsessed over. So it's like they do the work in the day, and then they obsess over the music at night. And they and they're constantly playing shows and every weekend they're you know traveling, doing this, doing that. And it's yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of um, you know mental uh, uh, just uh, not abuse. Just it just it's a lot, right? Yeah. So a lot of people just kind of took a took a break and they spent time with family and they. You know, maybe they uh, started a new hobby, or you know, something they had you know more time for, which has been uh, I think good. I think it was you know as, as terrible as COVID was, right? And it's still we're still seeing the effects of of the whole thing to this day, and we will probably for the unforeseeable future. Um, it really gave people an opportunity to do some self reflecting, and yeah. you know, made people realize what's what's important at the end of the day. And, you know, maybe people, you know, change jobs and and I, I, I changed jobs during, well, not during, but, um, well, kind of during like, Mm. I guess eight or nine months after it started. Um, just, uh, it, it was interesting. I think it was good for some people or terrible for others. It was just, uh, wild for sure. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of weird now because it's it's almost like okay, it, I I don't know how it is for you, but uh, it kind of feels like it never happened somehow. You know, it's like everything's <laughs> pretty much back to normal. It's like, yeah, you know, so yeah, but-
0: I I feel like we lost a lot of time. Like we were robbed of you know years of our lives because then you, you also think about how you know as we get older too. And and I've just I've had a I just turned forty uh, last November, so a couple months ago. But uh, I just like. <clears throat> You know, I, I just realized that, you know, I don't know how many years I have left here, right? You know, you know, you, you think you have forever, right? But you don't. And you have two kids and it's like, am I doing am I doing enough for my family? Am I doing enough personally? Am I doing enough this, that, and thing? It's just like so I feel like we we're robbed of the two or three years of our lives and it's like those are precious years, right? But um, I don't know. And then you see like reports about stuff now and it's like stuff's coming out and I won't get into it. I don't want to like, uh, get into all that, but just like, you know, was it as bad as we thought it was, you know, should we have done X, Y, and Z? It it just, you know, if you start going back and looking at that too, you make yourself freaking nuts, but life, man. (laughs) Yeah, that was, yeah, it was definitely
1: weird. Like, um, yeah, I I don't necessarily want to go back to it, you know? <laughs> uh definitely not. But um but like you say, I think in terms of the whole like um yeah, being able to take a bit more time to self-reflect. Um yeah, that was a big one. Um and maybe yeah, readjusting priorities and uh yeah, trying to think that that's the interesting thing actually, because that's I'm kind of in the middle of that a little bit right now because I'm like I've said to myself, "All right, let's just uh, let's just go all in again on the music this year," but I also don't want to experience some of the same things that I've done before. I don't want to lead myself to the same burnout I had before, you know. So I have to I have to also recognize when I'm just pushing a little bit too hard on one side. Okay, okay, take a step back. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fine, you know. You don't. You, it's okay if this doesn't work out, or you don't have to do this, or just try to be a bit more gentle with yourself. Uh, yeah. which, as you know, probably. <laughs> with artists. I think people are not very good at doing that. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'll so, ask you the I'll ask you the question you hate. Cause I asked this question typically at the end of all of my episodes. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> What's next? We just Absolutely. we just released this you just released a song run away. Uh all streaming flat, all streaming platforms. Um uh, but I mean it's January fifteenth a whole year ahead of us. I mean, do you have plans set up for this year? Like, do you... Like, what do you, what, do you, what do you have going on? Like, what's 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 the... uh what's, What does 2023 look like for you? I still
1: struggle to call it 2023. Actually, I'm stuck on 2023.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> um,
1: no, I think, like I said, um it was very much... Okay, I, I just... I really released this song because I wanted to kind of kick myself in the butt, basically. To just you know, get back and start to do stuff. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sleeping already on... Actually, when when I started recording Runaway, which is a bit of shame to say that, it was three years ago. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was part of a session where we recorded actually four songs. So this is only one song out of that session. Uh, so the other three songs, they've, they've been written for three years, basically. It's, they just need to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's it the song's out now I'm doing the promo and then literally next week I'm going into the recording of those other songs um, and I'm pretty excited about them so that's going to be really cool and um, and I think that will kind of close a bit of a chapter for me um, of a certain bunch of songs that kind of sound a little bit similar and And also uh, this whole chapter of actually me doing everything by myself (laughs) Um, because I I just record everything except for the drums. I have a drummer, but then I just record everything myself, produce everything myself, promote promote everything myself, which is cool. It was the challenge that I gave myself a few years ago to just do it all by myself. I don't regret it, but... Think I'm done with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the fact that you can is what's cool. Like you, you, you're yeah. able to do that, which is neat.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah, that's kind of like why I really wanted to prove myself, basically that I could do it. And it's great. I learned a lot. But after that, after that, I, I have a lot of stuff that I've written, and I want and new things I want to continue to write. But I think I will try to do it slightly differently, and maybe do a bit more co-writing or co-producing or you know, trying to work with more people because that's the other thing as well. It's like when you try to do everything all by yourself, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be great at everything, right. you know, <laughs> you know. ultimately yeah, maybe I, I'd love to be able to just say, okay, I'm just writing music and I'm just performing on stage. That would be, that would be kind of luxury for me, you know? Um, but the reality is often not like that. But um, I know that in terms of like the amount of work and the stress that I put myself under, that's kind of like the way forward for me. So actually, the so the, so the future is very much actually a lot of mu- a lot of recording and a lot of writing. I'm seriously hoping that we can get back on stage this year. And um, even if it's just for one show, I think because... Um, when I took that break from music at the time when I decided, okay, I'm done with this whole thing. Um, I said to myself also, the second thing was like, okay, even if I, I don't care if I play plenty of shows, I just want to play one show and I just want that show to be really good because that makes it all uh, worthwhile rather than, you know, I've, I've had my share of, you know, you know, 11 p.m. slots on a Sunday night in front of just the other band. I've I've done that enough, you know. Like it's, it, it, I've done it. It's like a rite of passage, right? <laughs> but I'm like, okay, no. If I just have to play one show per year, but it's a good show and there's people and I'm having a good time, that will make that will um, that will make me a lot more fulfilled, basically, than just playing show just to play a show. I don't find I don't find so um, so. Um, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> so
0: nice and more. Yeah. Right. And where can people find you online?
1: Online? Uh, where are we? Where are we? Uh, Instagram. Um, Instagram, Tideway of Music, uh, if I'm correct. Facebook. I don't know if anybody still uses Facebook, but uh, <laughs> Facebook, it's probably just the same title wave Music. Um, but yeah, I try to, uh, um, uh, if you write me, I will I will get back to you. I'm not super super involved in socials, you know, but uh, but but generally, yeah, um, you know, if somebody writes or something, I will always get back to the person, of course. But uh, yeah, if you want to find out anything about SideWave, generally, yeah, it's going to be through Instagram, I guess.
0: Are you on TikTok? No, no, I'm not. Uh, still not on TikTok. Yeah, I, I'm on. <laughs> it, I'm on it, but very very. Uh, yeah, not much. It just I, I, I use it for. Entertainment more so than I do promoting anything that I'm doing. I don't know how to yeah. I don't know how to utilize it to promote what I'm doing. So,
1: same here, same here. I don't know. I think some somebody I've got a friend that told me you know if you don't know how to use it it's just not for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I see people on there and they're doing this. I'm like I don't know. It just seems you're doing the same thing. You're you're just like reposting what you put on Instagram or what you put on um, Facebook, which I guess like is fine. I guess that's You know, whatever you want to use it for, you can use it for. But I I think of TikTok differently in that, like, um, it's just more entertaining, I think. And that's that's how I use it. And I understand that that's not how everyone uses it. So I'm not shitting on anyone who uses it however they want to. But it just, for me, it's like, I like it. as like creativity and and, um, not skits, but like, just, I don't know. I don't have the time to put those things together and I'm not clever enough. I'm not funny enough. And it's just, it's, you know.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, you just find uh, it's difficult to focus on different platforms. I think you just find one, <laughs> and you find the one that works for you, and I think it's yeah. easier to just stick to it. And yeah.
0: uh, one last question for you, of course. What do you what What do you do for fun in Germany? <laughs> what do I do for fun? Yeah, um, when you're not doing music, what do you do for
1: fun? And personally, I'm uh, I'm a huge tennis fan, okay. so I play a lot of tennis. Basically, <laughs> um, yeah, that's always been like I, I always thought about this. Like, a, it's a I've I've tr- I've, I've made bad, bad decisions in my life. Uh, I've, I've picked that my two hobbies or passions are basically some of the most time-consuming and expensive ones. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> I should have never chosen those passions because music takes a lot of time and you need the money. Tennis is exactly the same. Yeah. And I have to work as well on top of that. And uh, oh God. Yeah. But uh, but they give me a lot of pleasure. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do basically. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. How about you?
0: Ah uh, man. Well, I, I used to shoot darts. That was my like oh, nice. extracurricular activities. Uh, used to be in a traveling dart league with uh, we, like every Monday night. Uh, It was like a a guy's night out. uh, It was like five or six of us. We'd shoot darts and have some beers and eat some shitty food. And by shitty, I mean excellent food, but just shitty for you. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I said I I have two children. Um, One's just turned five and one is uh, just turned six months old. And Mm. so a lot of my time is dedicated to that. I don't have a lot of time for um, the extras. My extra time goes to. Goes to this doing this, which I absolutely love. Um, I'm currently staring at a a Peloton bike that I promised myself I would get on today. Um, I'm gonna try and uh make better choices this year as far as uh you know being active and you know trying to choose uh where I put my body uh more more effectively, I guess you could say, because I do have two children and a wife and I want to be around as long as possible, but um that's what I do for fun, uh, spend time with my family and, and, uh, and do this. So nice, nice. yeah, it used to be darts. It used to be, I haven't played sports in a long time. Hmm. Uh, I actually work in a screen print shop. Uh, it's called Axelrad screen printing and, uh, it's a big facility. And, uh, the owner just kind of taped off an area for pickleball, which is very similar to tennis. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we learned a lot
1: about pickleball. Yeah, yeah we've
0: been playing a pickleball at work, which has been kind of fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. Oh, that's, that's what that's you do when you get older. Like you know, when you get older and and less mobile, I guess you you know you do stuff that's that's smaller, so you don't have to like exert too much too much effort. And, and if I
1: remember correctly, it's one of the fastest growing sports in the U.S. Actually, pickleball.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know uh, big time athletes getting behind and you know investing in it and things like that. So. I don't know. That's great. So. Nice. Well, man, thanks so much for reaching out to me. I really appreciate uh, the kind words again, like you said. And um, it's always a pleasure talking to people, you know, different parts of the world and, and just kind of seeing like what they're doing and how they're doing it and, you know, the processes and procedures and just uh, just talking about music, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, like like I said, I think for me, it's quite interesting to follow the podcast because, of course, like you kind of... You know hearing the the struggle of similar artists that you realize okay well
0: we're all going through the same shit. We're all doing it. So <laughs> so, it's, if you're if you're trying to be creative you know like I said you're, you're your own worst enemy and your biggest critic and uh you know you get down on yourself no one likes what I'm doing why am I doing this I'm stupid I'm terrible why am I <laughs> but well <laughs> best of luck this year man I, I hope uh, I'll keep obviously uh, I'll keep tabs on uh any new music you got coming up and um hopefully I'll, I'll see that you've uh hit that stage at least once this year thank you hopefully you will have it yeah sweet all right well take care of yourself and uh i'll talk to you soon you too thank you all right see you see ya, see ya.